0: Guys, welcome to this week's episode of Sixth Sense. I'm your host, Car Kimon.
1: And I'm Uroy, then Noel Mar.
0: So, guys, so this episode is uh, the second episode of our three part series that we have going on entitled em- Employment in Canada. And last week, we spoke about things to know when applying for jobs. And we had our special guest speaker, Helen, with us from Black Cap, and she is here with us again Again, to (laughs) to discuss resume and cover letter building as well as prepping for your interview. Now, for today, the first thing that we're going to start off with is uh, the cover letter. And um, I know that last week, I remember last week, we... Kind of asked a question, a question that we've been, you know, it's been buzzing. It's a it's a buzzing question. And a lot of people needed the answer to that. So the question was if it is that you're applying for a job and when you're filling out the application, it um it's indicated that the cover letter is optional whether or not it's okay for you to completely bypass the cover letter and just submit your resume. Like, what what, is that a disadvantage to you in the application process or not? And Helen just kind of informed us that whether or not the cover letter is indicated as optional, we need to make sure that we include it because it allows us um, to be more...
1: It gives us an edge.
0: An edge above the rest of, uh-huh. our, of the um, the candidates, right? So, it's always important to do that. Now, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, that's a good segue into the very first question that we have for this week's episode. And that is, what is the difference, Helen? Welcome. Thank I you. <laughs> welcome back to the Sixth Sense Studio. Um, so... What is the difference, if you could tell us, what is the difference between the CV, which is known as the curriculum vitae, and the resume?
2: Uh, basically, they're both the same, okay. but in Canada, um, they just want to use the word resume. So, back home Infranet, in Trinidad and Jamaica and a lot of the Caribbean islands, I know a lot of clients will come in and they'll, like, here's my CV, and they'll tell me, their name, their date of birth, uh, uh, their address Mm -hmm. and everything is like from uh, high school all the way up to when they graduated from high school all the way up to their professional development. Mm -hmm. Um, Here in Canada, it's only a resume and the resume doesn't cover everything about you. So it's important to know, but the resume, you just... FYI, you just go back 10 years. So for employment history, you go back 10 years. That's Mm -hmm. the norm. Mm -hmm. Um, For academic or your educational background or professional development, there's no time limit on it, but I wouldn't go back as far as high school.
1: So a quick question though, um, you said so we for experience we go back ten years. Ten years. So what do you do with the <laughs> the experiences you had prior to that? Do um, you just totally not include them on the resume, um, or we put them under another section?
2: You can put them in your skills. Okay.
0: So so because I know that a lot of people, um, the reason why we decided to ask this question is because a lot of people use. Um, the term CV and cover letter interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Is it CV, CV and resume, CV and resume interchangeably? Sorry, so um, As we in just
1: curriculum vitae and resume and resume.
0: Yeah,
3: Helen had said that you use resume here, but and you get that from um, when, when you look at stuff on Indeed that the standard is resume, right. mm-hmm. but you do see the 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 random. Um, requests for CV uh, or, or so
2: on. Yeah, it, it's, it's very random. Like, I haven't seen it much, mm-hmm. but it is random. And I think it's a the terminology they are probably using because of how Toronto is expanding with all the different backgrounds and the different countries. Mm-hmm. Because in the African countries, too, they use CV. Okay. Oh, okay. So it could be that they're catering, especially Indian. I wouldn't I would see them wanting to be more user friendly okay. mm. and use terminology where newcomers to Canada will understand okay. and probably do it but I know back 10 years ago they never asked for CV so mm. if you lived in Canada in the in the late 80s 90s mm-hmm. and early uh, 2000 th- that word was never used so I think it's because of the culture and the dynamics of the population they're smart because they're actually putting things in there where they know people will understand the language so which is not a bad thing you still should be careful you do not put too much information on your cvs as i said i've seen cvs with everything about their personal life like and there's too much Um, pictures, um, uh, again, their date of birth, and things like that, you really, in this culture here, it's, it's wrong to put your date of birth. It's a breach of identity. You're mm-hmm. exposing yourself. And this is on the CV yeah. not the
0: resume. And
2: the C- well, the CV is yeah, like the resume. You just used yeah. you using using the term interchangeably. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
2: the CV is is the resume. The right. cover letter is a cover letter. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So the CV and the resume is in one category by itself. Right. And then the cover letter a note it, note. is a note. But a lot of people put in their, either the CV or the resume, they'll put their, um, date of birth. Mm-hmm. I've seen date of birth. I've seen um, their pictures, wow. and pictures. we talked about wow. yes. I've wow. Seen, well, it all depends and on if you're looking for a job in social media. Okay. Um, if you're looking in a technical position, sometimes they want to see your face. Hmm. If you're doing marketing or anything like it, it, it depends on the job you're applying for. But the, I just saw one recently. He's applying for a job, and he had his picture, and I'm like no you don't put your picture he had his uh uci number which is an identifier yes and i i I freaked out on his date of birth and i'm like no so i have to take some deep breaths and explain (laughs) to him and he's like what do you mean that's what we're used to back home right so i have to explain to him the culture here is you do not put anything like that on your cover letter mm-hmm. I mean, no resume mm-hmm. um, it's a breach you you're, you're putting yourself out there for someone to steal your yeah, identity yeah. yeah
0: and for those of you uh, those of our listeners who do not know what a UCI is um, it's typically the number that you get when you as a new immigrant when you come into Canada you as a landed um, immigrant or a resident do, do you know like you, you get it you
1: get it with anything once you've had Never. come in contact with Canada immigration Automatically you get A UCI UCI. number When that number Becomes your PR number When you become A permanent resident And it's
3: unique To you It's an Immigration number And has no Business On on your your resume resume. (laughs) That's that's an amazing Way of putting it (laughs) And do not Include your S-I-N (laughs) Please do not Include your S-I-N And not
2: your Date of birth Because someone Can still steal Your identity Mm -hmm. With your date Of birth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so, no, that's a big no. No date of birth, no um, any number that identifies you as a person living in Canada. Okay.
3: All right. So, uh, based on what I'm ga- I've gathered, um, that the CV is, is a lengthy document. Yes. And um, it's not necessarily used in Canada. Um, but you in Canada, the focus really is on uh, your resume. Right, uh, so I think we can now move into the cover
0: letter. Okay.
3: Right.
0: So for the cover letter, um I wanted to talk about the tone of the cover letter because I'm gonna be honest, like I can't remember writing ever writing a cover letter. No, you know, my professional career started here when I moved here to Canada. So, um, but I've never, I've never had to write one. I've gotten jobs without ever writing one. So, or ever presenting one. So I just wanted to get a general, um, idea of what the cover letter, what, what the tone of the cover letter should be.
2: Okay. So the cover letter is an introduction to you. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't put the same information from your resume on the cover letter. So you can do a combination of hard skills on your cover letter Mm -hmm. and soft skills. Mm -hmm. And you're introducing yourself to the job that you're applying for. Mm -hmm. So you're given like uh, three paragraphs. So it's usually three, one page. Okay. So a cover letter shouldn't be more than one page. Mm -hmm. There's a beginning. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning of the cover letter, you're saying to to the employer, so... I'm applying for this job. You tell them where you saw the job posted, mm-hmm. sure. so that's good because then you're given them where they where their advertising is working. Working, right? And then you briefly talk a little bit about why you're applying. So it's an introduction to you, to the employer who's reading the cover letter. So you're into you. You tell them where you saw the job posted, and you briefly talk about yourself in the body. That's the middle right? where you can talk more now about your soft skills Mm -hmm. and introduce your hard skills of what, but not listing the university you have. Oh, I have a BA and I have a degree in this. Mm -hmm. And it's from the University of Toronto. You don't put that in the cover letter. Just talk about the fact that I have a degree.
0: Right. And how it pertains to the job that you're applying for. So it's not as so. So the the second paragraph, which is the aka body, it's not going into any intricate details. No. I mean, you know, I went to York University, or no. I have no. a degree in this, that, no. that, that. that. No. Okay, so you just have a degree that is potentially relevant to what you're do, what you're applying for, and then you explain in what way. Right.
2: And okay. you can also mention, you can mention some of your skills. So, you know, there's a difference between hard skills and soft skills. Okay,
0: can you tell us Hard difference?
2: skills is what you are taught, right. like you went to school, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and it's learned. So it's a skill that you develop from going through a structured educational um, training. Uh-huh. The soft skills is what you develop as a person. And your soft skills can come from communication, interpersonal skills, teamwork. Team, uh, team player. Right. Um, those are soft skills. Those are not taught. It's from your lived experience in life. Mm-hmm. You develop these skills. Now, even from high school, you can you have developed these skills as you, or even in high school. Right. Um, these are the, those are the soft skills. So mm-hmm. someone can't really teach you those skills. It's something that you have experience, mm-hmm. and you are part of who you are. So you're going to put that in the body of the middle of the cover letter, and then the the ending. So now at the end, the paragraph at the end is where you end with saying, "Okay, so you talked about yourself. You talk about yourself, skills, and how skills in the middle, and then you do just a simple closing. You know, don't don't talk too much. You know, oh, I'm so excited, and I will be a huge." Um, you know a huge asset, asset to your, your company, company. <laughs> just just don't oversell yourself just have a very pleasant simple closing. um please feel free to call me i would i usually put my clients phone numbers again at the bottom even though it's at the top so it's a name you have your email address and your phone number i'll reinstate it at the bottom i can be reached Thank you for this opportunity, and I can be reached at this number, and that's it. And you put sincerely, and you sign it.
1: Quick question, but do you include, so you're saying don't include anything that, like, that will identify you, so on the cover letter, so do not include your address as well? No, 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 no. no, no. Okay.
2: No. Address is completely out from your cover letter and your My resume. resume. Oh, okay. okay. Completely
3: so I need to go edit my cover. L- well, I don't have a cover letter. A I need to go, go edit go the <laughs> <laughs> right. So, how do you communicate to the company uh, without overselling yourself that you, the skills you have, will make an uh, using cover letter language uh, an invaluable contribution <laughs> to, to the company? How do you communicate that to to the company? Because I think. In my opinion, I think that is something important to, yes. to include in. Yeah. in you
2: know. um, a lot of people, And uh, here's another thing that they do in cover letters. They keep using the pronoun I. Mm-hmm. I am good at this. I am oh. good at that. Right. Oh.
0: MG. It's good
2: that you mentioned <laughs> that. do not put I for every paragraph. Mm-hmm. And I've seen cover letters, there were six I's. So it becomes your petty to
3: Six paragraphs <laughs> and six eyes. I,
2: I, 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 Just recently, I found on the internet that they were talking about, people keep saying, but why shouldn't I use myself, like identify myself as I? Mm-hmm. And the other day I was on Google and I saw they were talking about it and I'm like, finally, somebody else besides me mm-hmm. don't like the word I. And he wrote, do not use the word I. So you have to look for other things. Um uh, my contribution to the company, I increase my sales by twenty percent. Mm-hmm. you know, use my or contribute you don't have to you don't have yeah, to keep I, repeating I, yeah. yourself as I
1: because at the end right. of the day it is your, your cover letter your name talking is that? about you mean. so yeah. so quick question so Helen, I have a old cover letter from. I think this is like from... This
0: is what not to do, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is from maybe 2009 when I was oh. applying for my first job. Um, and you said not a lot of eyes. I see my second paragraph starts with I. My third paragraph also starts with I. Um, you said don't oversell yourself. So I'm just going to read one paragraph from this. And I don't know. Tell me, is this was this a bit over the top? So... <laughs> I have. With the experiences that I have garnered throughout my professional career and willingness to do my best, I strongly believe that I will contribute to the success the, and she's, continued she's development of your institution.
0: That's a no. Okay.
2: <laughs> There's another word that I do not strongly. Add, I strongly object to is belief. Okay. Okay. So okay. I know a lot of people say belief, you're... you're You're saying that, you know, you're confident Mm -hmm. in your belief. Mm -hmm. So the word belief... In, um, in in the contents of a resume and describing yourself mm-hmm. is not a good word. So it's okay. very passive. I find that it's very... Because if you look at the yeah. word believe, you're not sure. Yeah. Right. That's what I was right okay. So if you go in the dictionary, I keep telling my clients, "You, know, but I believe Helen, I'm the great person for this mm-hmm. job. So take out the word believe yeah. and say I will. I do not, <laughs> but the minute I see that word, I freak out. <laughs> and I just
0: like, the I and the belief. Mm-hmm. And does that go for interviews as well. I know eventually we'll get there, but you know, sometimes they ask you a question and you're like, for example, are you the right fit for this job? I believe I am. So no believe, take it out of your vocabulary Even altogether. in
2: your describing yourself, mm-hmm. because you're saying to the, just, just listen to the fact. If I say to you, I'm doing an interview and I, or in my cover letter right. or I'm saying, oh, you know, I believe I'm a team player. Mm-hmm. How does that sound to you? Just listen to like it. You I believe yeah. I am a team player. I
0: think in my opinion I'm a team player. No, I, I Everybody else it, might not be that That's what it sounds like. It
3: does the total opposite of what you're trying yeah, to exactly. communicate. So you are trying to communicate to exactly. the interviewers. Oh, I am confident. I'm, I'm this confident person when in fact to use phrases like these communicate that you are not so certain no. level exactly. exactly your, your confidence levels. So exactly I get the
2: and and the thing is don't when i say don't be too overconfident is because you don't want to uh, sell yourself too much mm-hmm. so there's a lot of people in canada they do this they have the same fake it till you make it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or Another thing is, some people exaggerate on their resumes. Mm-hmm. Um, I am half and half with the exaggeration. I don't believe in exaggerating, I believe in being creative. There's a difference between cre- being creative. Mm-hmm. And, and exaggerating because exaggerating can lead to a lie. Yes.
0: Okay.
2: So if you exaggerate and you sell yourself in a, in a cover letter, mm-hmm. the first thing they're reading is a cover letter, and you say all these amazing things about them yourself, mm-hmm. and okay, and your resume can back it up. When you go for the interview, sometimes, and you're in the job, you can have a problem. Right. Okay. right. So you don't want to be weak. And you don't want to be over cocky but you want to be sort of balanced right, that so that's hard it is hard but it it's, is it's it hard, is hard but yes. you can do it because the thing i keep telling and i think we talk, talked about this briefly um i know we're not in the resume but if you're applying for a job make sure you can do the job mm-hmm. um do not apply for a job that you know you don't have the skills for. And I'm talking not just hard skills. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about hard skills and soft skills. And soft skills. Mm-hmm. So this is where the, that balance comes in. Make sure you have that balance. So make sure mm-hmm. you're the right piece. Yes. Exactly. Right.
3: Exactly. Uh, Helen, can the cover letter stand alone? And before you answer, this is my, this, I, I'm asking within a particular context. So back home in Jamaica, and I'm not certain if it is this, if it is similar for people from um, other countries, but uh, back home in Jamaica, you would see a, a position advertised in the newspaper. Let's say you hear it on the radio or, or or wherever, you would find that sometimes they ask to. Um, ask you, potential um, employees, to submit the cover letter. And or, there are some jobs where, where if you submit just the cover letter, then you don't mind. They, they won't mind, employers. And they will ask, or you will say at the end of the cover letter, rather, um, please, I will furnish you with my <laughs> resume. <laughs> yes. You know? Or um, if you resume. are... if I can't remember the exact phrasings, but really is you use the cover letter to introduce yourself yeah. and the skills you, you are bringing to the table. Or I think it's and then, re- like,
0: like where you, um, for example you say references, references will, be, will be provided upon request. Mm. Uh,
3: can the cover letter in that context stand alone have you ever seen something like that in Canada?
2: No, that doesn't exist here.
3: <laughs> I think it's an old
1: practice though. Mm. I don't think it happens it's something that's happening now. Right. But I do remember back in the day or oh, something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that old term remember back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do remember back in the day, there at some point you would just submit the cover letter and say that the resume will be available when it's requested or something along that line. Can the cover letter stand on its own?
2: No, no. and I have been here for pretty Long time. (laughs) I've been here over 30 years. No, okay. And and from then to now, I wasn't an employment counselor, but I remember looking for a job. Um, I had to produce a cover letter and the resume. resume. And 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 at that time, the address was fine. Mm -hmm. That time, you can put your address on it, and at the bottom of the resume. You can put um, references. Will be available upon, upon request. request. It's no longer like that mm-hmm. now. So oh. that is a out. You don't need to put it in your resume. Mm-hmm. Um, they only if they want to pursue you, right. they will ask you for your references, mm-hmm. which should be done on a separate piece of paper. paper. Right. Because right. I've noticed some people come to Canada and they put, um, they give the employer the re- the cover letter, the resume. At the bottom, they have their references. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, it's so a separate no, sheet. No, no, yeah. The References will only, if, when the employer asks you, then you provide the references on a separate piece
0: of paper.
3: I noticed it was absent um, from, well, you had helped, um, I used a structure that you had, and it was absent from from that. And it was just the other day when I was looking at the, the second one. Um,
0: I was like, wait.
3: Where are the references? Because yeah. I'm so. So you had it seeing...
0: at the end of your.
3: No, no, no! It was absent from a structure that Helen had done some time okay. ago. So how would
0: you normally do it?
3: Present. I would put the references at the end. Oh. It is an expectation back in Jamaica oh. to put the references at the end of the resume. Yes. In
2: the African countries too, based on yeah. it, from my background too. Um, but not anymore here. Mm. So there's a lot of things you got to be really careful for, and it comes into and I know we're going to discuss this probably mm-hmm. with the Employment Standard Act. Mm-hmm. So in Canada, you don't provide these things because if you provide it ahead of being hired, mm-hmm. they can actually call those references and do a check without your knowledge, mm-hmm. and then they can make a decision on hiring based on that. Based on that. A reference is only to be given once you have received an official, um,
0: say, you're hired. Yes, I I actually um, know that you're saying that. I actually just got um, a job offer. And um, when I... Well, when I received the contract and um, just after they did the background check, mm-hmm. um, she was asking me for a copy of my diploma or degree, and then she asked me for two exactly. references. That's- so now you're saying that that kind of that that makes yeah. that makes sense because
2: you cannot provide a reference. And another thing that people do, they they, when they go for, I know we should, pro- this is part of the interview pro- process, but mm-hmm. they'll say, well, do you want my social insurance number? What? I can provide you with that. And it's like, why? No, no, <laughs> no. Again, days of birth And social insurance number or after after hiring hiring. number is only when you have started to work. So you go into the the company the first day Mm -hmm. and you fill out your T4 slips Mm -hmm. and your taxes. Right. Then you provide Provide your days of birth and your social insurance number or your... You see, I know, right? But you do not give this before.
0: You have to. I don't know why people. people, people I'm so careful with that. It's it's that people don't understand. It's
3: being eager and and being ignorant too. Of
0: course, yes, ignorance. No, it's ignorance. I I Uh, can't get the eager part. Yep, some people are ignorance. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now that we've, I think, I believe we've covered off the cover letter.
3: Um, <laughs> l- let me just add one quick thing, and then we, yeah. we we cover the we'll cover the cover letter <laughs> uh, just quickly. Is it okay to go over a page for mm. the cover letter? No, just
2: a page. It's not okay. So short because and spicy. Sh- just be direct. The mm-hmm. introduction, the body, and then the conclusion. That's right. it. Um, resumes is a total different. Um,
0: area, sure. but
2: the cover letters shouldn't be more than Because if you do too much on the resume, they're not going resu- to you read, yeah. read your resume. Cover letter, They're not going to read your resume. You have told them everything. Why would they bother with your resume? Yeah, so, exactly. you don't oversell yourself. Just be direct and straight to the point, mm-hmm. and then just one page.
3: So, it's a hook? Yes. A hook. You want like them to read your hook. resume. No.
2: And you can have more than three. Um, sometimes I've seen when cover letters... Want? Three paragraphs. Okay. Okay. Like the four, maybe Mm -hmm. four for Mm the maps. You can fill up almost the whole page depending on the job. Like some jobs, you really have to go into detail for the cover Mm -hmm. letter, Mm -hmm. Um, but some jobs, it's just three. I would say no more than four
0: paragraphs. Okay. Okay great okay good to know good to know that was super super helpful Mm -hmm. i hope you guys are you know yeah i know you
3: (laughs) you guys can go ahead and write your cover letters
0: (laughs) thank you for that helen okay so moving on to la resume (laughs) okay so (laughs) with the resume um uh, we wanted to start off with what are the components of the resume last week we delved into the job description Mm -hmm. and i and i know that um when you're preparing your resume or tailoring your resume to a particular job you are also working with the job descriptions yes, and okay. the qualifications. Okay. So there are
2: three, actually, there are three um, formats for resume. Mm-hmm. You have a functional resume, mm-hmm. which is a one-pager. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll, I'll explain the, each of them and the relevance to it. Mm-hmm. So you do a one-pager if you are mm-hmm. um, you don't have a consistent employment history. So, if you have been out of the workforce, like, for example, uh, a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. and she's going back into the workforce after 10 years, mm-hmm. you do a one-pager. And in the one-pager, you'll highlight your skills. Mm-hmm. So, the resume will cover the skills of what the, um, the job position you're hiring for. Right. And you just highlight your skills, and you minimize your work history at the bottom. Oh. And then you have your education after you have your um, up qualifications. Then you have your skills that's relevant for the position that you're applying <laughs> mm-hmm. for. Then you have the your work history and then your education.
0: Okay, Got So
2: it. a one-pager is usually for people who have a gap. A gap
0: in their work history, and, okay. Yeah, and
2: who... Um, it can work for a newcomer, too, mm-hmm. because if you're coming from a country and you're new to Canada mm-hmm. and you don't have that, that Canadian experiences yet, mm-hmm. I would recommend a one-pager because you're talking about your skills. I can do the two-page if you're coming from back home mm-hmm. if your work history has been consistent upon your arrival in Canada.
0: Ooh, that makes sense. That makes okay, sense. Mm-hmm. so that's
2: the one-pager. That's called a functional resume.
0: Got it That's, this is so helpful the <laughs>
2: second resume format is co- called a chronological
0: uh, resume Chronolog-
2: the chronological resume now is you have your name you now you don't have to have an objective by the way so here's another thing too i forgot about the objective mm-hmm. so you know um usually we'll put an objective in mm-hmm. the in the resume sure. um i don't use um, objectives anymore okay because you already talked about in the cover letter you're applying for this position
0: however huh? not good you no, if you don't have the cover letter
2: then you have to put it on your resume ah. so you put just the title administrative assistant uh-huh. so what I usually do for my clients is I have their names their email address and their phone numbers uh-huh. then I'll put administrative um, assistant Wait. and then I'll put a little blurb about how um, my, like certain skills about myself mm-hmm. like highlight certain things that makes me unique. Oh. So I call it a little blurb. Right. It could be keywords mm-hmm. or it could be a, a sentence or two sentences. It all depends on how you feel and how, how you want to describe yourself. And then you have the qualifications. Your qualifications has to be a combination of You can put some of your hard skills in there or your softs and your soft skills. Mm -hmm. So what you're really, really good at. So that's what the qualifications are. You're identifying what you are qualified in really good. Now, some people tend to use, um, I don't really like to put too many hard skills in the qualifications Mm -hmm. because you're already listing it in your employment and you don't want to repeat so if you're going to put it in your qualifications that you have a master's degree in social work then you're going to list it at the bottom but then because at the bottom you have to list where you got it right so that's kind of a little bit repetition so for the qualifications i focus more on what have you i have accomplished Mm -hmm. as a social worker Mm -hmm. like How I worked as a social worker and how my outcomes were so I put that in the qualifications Mm -hmm. Um, With the chronicle resume now you're going to the work history You can if you have consistent employment for the past 10 years then you list your jobs You list your jobs and you list the skills that you did in that job Right. Right. so employment counselor at black cap from so and so and then i put in um i would say five to six bullet points
0: um mm-hmm. on one
2: of uh, some of the work that i have done as an employment counselor and i have consistent employment so i go back 10 years mm-hmm. and then i have education and training so i list i usually put education and training some people have Um, their degrees, and then they did some training, so I combined it together. Oh. And, but here's the key too, you have to go from most recent down. Some people confuse, and they put, so I have a master's degree in 2018, Mm -hmm. and they put that first, and then 2019 they did something. No. No. Okay, so the most recent. The most recent, Mm -hmm. down. The same thing with the work history. Most recent, and then you go down 10 years, education, even though you have your degree in 2018 and it's 2021, you still have to put it down at the bottom. You don't put it at the top.
0: Mm-hmm. They will
2: see it. They'll see it. It's not like the employer is not going to see it. But it makes sense to put the yeah. most recent. Yeah. At the and top. then and here's that. another thing too, community involvement. Right. It's voluntary. So back in the day, um, they would put volunteer. Um, But now the terminology is community involvement. So when you you volunteer anywhere, it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you are a neighborhood watch in your community, or you go to the food bank, or you support an elderly, Mm -hmm. that's community involvement. Involvement. As a newcomer, I strongly recommend people get involved in the community and volunteer. Right. Yeah. Now, if you volunteer back home, I still put it in because it, it shows the interview the person, the person reading your resume. Wow, they did all this community work back home. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Right. So it doesn't have to be only Here. Canadian yeah. community involvement. It could be from back home again if it's consistent. Right, and that's the end of the resume. That's a chronological resume. Mm-hmm. And the third one is called a combination.
0: Combination. So the
2: combination is very... Uh, oh, by the way, the chronological can be two pages. It could be three. Maximum three. I don't like three pages. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, well, you know, I have all these no. skills. I will do the three-pager if it's a combination resume not the chronological because with the combination is you're highlighting your skills you're and you're you're highlighting your qualifications and you're doing your work history consecutively so that's how the combination one sometimes could go a little bit more than two pages
3: what about Two and two pages and a spillover. No, the spillover <laughs> no, <no, no>, no. <laughs> two pages and a two. <laughs> and a toops. But um I notice here that resumes are structured so differently. For example, back home, it is standard to put your education at the towards the top of the resume. So here, I find it comes at the end. Mm-hmm. Why is that so? Um,
2: it depends. Again, um, I've noticed that in Indeed, some job posts, like so on Indeed, you can look at um, sample resumes of other people. Mm-hmm. Some people put it at the top. You can put the education at the top, depending on, again, the job that you're applying for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, it's not that common. I think what they want to do is really know who you are, mm-hmm you're applying for the job they know because you have the qualifications so when when people have to realize back in the day the eyes would scan your resume mm-hmm. now there's a scanner so when they put your resume through the scanner if you have your education at the top they will delete your resume because the scanner is looking for keywords that they have on the job so this is true this keyword
0: scanner
2: thing is true. true. It yes, is
3: true. I thought it was a mystery. No, no, we're not gonna get no walk on it because we don't know the keywords up. But okay. <laughs> so um
0: I have a comment on that actually. So uh <laughs> I might be one of those special cases. So um for those of you guys who don't know, I've been in the working in the, the pharmacy um business for five years. Well, I'm no longer working in the pharmacy business, but um, my resume is soaked in pharmacy. Mm -hmm. Right? No, I am... It's it's soaked in pharmacy. (laughs) So um, I've been trying to um, move, do a a career shift. And so I did a career mapping session. And so she recommended that I, in order to do the shift, it's going to be a little bit difficult because i'm moving into, into something that's completely unrelated to pharmacy so my background is english and media and communication so i'm trying to move into um content writing copywriting technical writing and so on um so she suggested that i move my education from the bottom to the top like above my uh experience simply because i If I have my qualifications at the bottom, it tells the employer or the HR person, it kind of so it tells the story that I am a farm someone in pharmacy who happens to have a degree in English, versus if it's at the top above the experience, Mm. it tells the story that I am. a a degree holder of English or whatever, who who happens to have experience in pharmacy. So it tells, and that's where I understood that Mm. the way how you organize the different sections and the different components of the resume, it definitely helps to tell that story. It connects the dots, Mm -hmm. the dots, and it it really um, helps to drive from the point of your objective, where you're trying to go, what you're trying to Mm -hmm. do. Um, And, and I think that's very important because if your resume is disjointed, if it's all over the place, it really, it's confusing and people will toss it out. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I'm one of those people. (laughs) Just... <laughs> no,
2: but I, I think even probably with the scanner, they'll still look mm-hmm. for the keywords. Right. But I don't disagree with the advice. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing is what I would recommend that you do, right. even though you worked in the pharmaceutical industry.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I will put in. A pro- I will still do a chronological resume. Right. But on the first page, mm-hmm. I will highlight your other sk- those skills. Right. I will highlight the skills even though you have never really worked in Canada mm-hmm. on the, with those skills mm-hmm. and you said you have worked with that in the past. Right. I will talk about that in the first
0: Section of the like the first page of your resume, right? Yeah, so she had. um I think she put the qualification, so like the soft skills and whatever that are applicable to the, the role that I was applying to, mm-hmm. and then underneath that, she had the education, oh okay. and then under that, she had the experience. No, that's fine, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, that's good. I thought yeah. it was on top, no, 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 not the very top. first uh, okay. thing, yeah, no, but that's fine, yeah, because yeah. in your qualifications, mm-hmm. when they put it through the scanner, mm-hmm. they'll pick up those keywords, right? right. So they're picking up the keywords in the qualifications and your work history but but based on if it's a career change then they they wouldn't be able to pick it up but they're picking it up on your qualification no that's fine okay
1: so so since that's the case helen um so does that mean that there are specific words that one should include in their resume to ensure that you get selected
2: yes because when the scanner when you Right, so what those scanner does is they have the job description and they're scanning and they're looking for those keywords oh. with your Oh, resume. so yes. it's a job description. They yes. compare the, the job description yes. Yes. to right. the rest. Okay, so job yeah, that's right. Job description and qualifications mm-hmm. combined. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why in your qualifications that I talked about, you put your soft skills, which is part of the bit of your job, because mm-hmm. you're actually doing the job, and your hard skills in the qualifications if you don't have it in the employment history. But they, you don't have to use their word. If they're looking for someone, um, the ability to uh, communicate, or uh, their, their keywords, you don't have to... I don't use word for word. Mm-hmm. Think of another adjective to describe the same, the same word. word. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, there's um, there's keywords that people can use. Like I have a list of keywords that I look under communications, Um, social work, there are keywords for all these sectors. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure now with Google, you probably can Google keywords, because I usually do that. So I'll put in job description for
0: administrative assistant. And in Google, oh, give yes, me those keywords. Yes, 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 yes. She, um, the girl that I, I worked with, she did that. Mm-hmm. So she's like, technical writer of skills. Right. And then the skills popped up and then, you know, you pick she, out. yeah. That's yes. how you do the
2: resumes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's how I do my resumes.
3: Well, yeah. th- th- this is, um, it's an art. There's an art There's to this thing. And, um,
0: it's like very
2: crafty. It looks
3: like me if I got paid at $500. <laughs> dollars pay the $500. <laughs>
0: dollars
1: so. so Or you could just get a, an employment counselor from one of those organizations Black that focus on immigrants. So right. like Black cap and right. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, There's what? quite a few. There's quite a few of them out there. Just mm-hmm. be careful though. Some of them are not as sensitive to People from the African and Caribbean. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Not culturally sen- Yeah, I get you that. You have
2: to be culturally sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you have to be very careful. I wouldn't just walk into any organization. I need help with my resume.
1: So guys, if you're in Canada and you need help with your resume... Look for an organization like Black Cap and get assistance.
2: Well, and and even look because Black Cap is very specific because Mm -hmm. we work with a specific sector Mm -hmm. of the community. Mm -hmm. But um, if you, like for example, I have clients that I can't take personally, but I'll refer them to an agency that will be culturally sensitive. And there are. There are agencies out there.
3: Great. Thank you. They're minute details that you need to include in the resume but i find it's very important to do so so for example when you're looking at structuring the resume mm-hmm. um font style the size bolding italics length that we kind of touched on those are very those are things that are very important to the content that you're putting on the yes. on the resume can you say some some things about those
2: because when they're putting the resume through the scanner, they're going to look at the font and the style. Oh. So, and it has to be consistent. You can't use Calibri body in your name. And then at the body of the resume, you're using Times Numeral or Arial. Right, right, right. uh, mm. That is a big no-no. Really? It has to, but even oh, from yeah. the cover letter. The, mm. co- <laughs> the cover letter mm-hmm. and the resume has to have the, the same, same that structure, makes sense, right. everything. Um, now, some people because um, they don't want to go two pages, so I usually do with my resume. It's eleven font, okay. so you yes. can do eleven. Mm-hmm. Please do not do ten. It's too small. Ten point mm-hmm. five.
0: Ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: the maximum I will say twelve. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but what I usually do with the person's name and their email and their phone number, I use fourteen. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes in the headings like the qualifications Mm -hmm. I'll use 14 Mm -hmm. if it's not going over two pages but I try to stay consistent so I would say 12 for the whole body Mm -hmm. the minimum 11 Mm -hmm. 11 Mm 11.5 that's fine but not a 10 not Mm -hmm. a 9 definitely not a 9 No, And, and it has to be consistent the font and everything and the style of the of uh, what you're using for cover letter and resume has to be consistent. Yes, has to be the same. And the heading in the cover letter with your name and email and phone number mm-hmm. has to be consistent with, with the resume,
0: resume. and mm-hmm. the references as well, right? With yeah, the but the, the references reference. is a separate page. Right, right, separate document, yeah. but you have the same header. Yes, right. everything has to be flo- focused Uniform. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense.
3: Yeah, perfect sense. Um I've learned since I got here from my executive director and comms director that you do not use certain fonts mm-hmm. um to when you're communicating to with the public but generally you use um I can't remember the difference between them but there is the serif and the sans serif um so one of them has the the little um, curve or hooks at the end mm-hmm. of the letters, you do not use those. Right. Um, I can't remember if it is serif or sans serif. Mm-hmm. But the ones that are just the letter themselves and has no no little end, M, end of yeah. the... You know they write some M's and you see the little yeah, thing at the, the bottom? M, yeah. You do not use letters like those. Mm-hmm. So you use fonts like Calibrine, Tahoma yeah. and Ariel and so those. So that
0: are soft on the eye. Right. All my resumes is calibrine. Right? Yeah, right. yeah. I don't
2: like Times numeral. Right. Um because it it, it takes up more um, space, mm-hmm. right? Yes.
3: Because of those yes. little things yes. at yes. the yes. ends yes. of the yes. letters,
2: yeah. and then you don't use those. That um, if you're mm-hmm. doing a signature, like a a, a signature at the bottom, when right. you're doing an electrical signature, mm-hmm. then you can use that format. Right. Yeah. If you're having your you know your salutation of a of your name in the cover letter, you can do that, right. but not for the body of the resume or the cover letter. Oh, yeah. I agree. Right. Right. Yeah. I, heard that
3: recently. I picked yeah. up a few things from these guys. They're very smart. Yeah. Even though I said earlier that they are not the smart ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they're very smart. I don't tell them off because their heads grow big. <laughs> um, but I think it was you, Kara Kimo, yeah. who yeah. said something about the bolding words in, yes. in the body of the resume. Like there are some words, keywords that you bold.
0: No. no, no, I know. So, <clears throat> so sorry. So, my, um, so the girl that I worked with, right? So, she, for example, so one of my, one of my, the latest job, this, the latest, um, role that I had, the term, the, 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 the title of it was very vague and, and, and cumbersome. Like it had a lot of, words that mm-hmm. weren't word. it doesn't really tell you clearly what the position entailed and so she suggested you know um just to put some like a, a one-liner job description underneath the title just above the bullet points mm-hmm. just to explain what the job is just to say this role blah, blah blah blah
2: oh no that's fine right
0: and then in addition to that and she um she put those in italics and then for the the bullet points now Certain words, um, she bolded them or phrases like, um, uh, like, you know, if I, if I put, for example, I manage like cloud-based repositories or whatever, um, she, she would bold cloud-based repository or, um, I worked with, um, data inside. So she would bold those words, um, depending on the job description or whatever. And during my interview, I actually found that the interviewer, he was looking at these words and he, most of his questions were based on these words, these keywords. So he asked, you know, he would ask, okay, so tell me about your experience with data insights. And I was following along with my resume because I had it pulled up in front of me and he was asking those questions. And he also asked about Club based repository and blah 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 blah, and I'm like, oh wow, this you know so it kind of draws mm-hmm. um it it drew his attention to those words and and I'm guessing because it was directly related to looking for, um, for that specific role. So I found that that was helpful.
2: Um, it's unique, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't usually use it. Right. Um, so, and I know most of my clients have been successful. I mm-hmm. mean, um, if it works, and again, it's a style and whatever works for you. Right. And with the employment counselor, mm-hmm. they have to listen to you. So, a lot of employment counselors will sometimes bold those things, but I don't. You okay. like, no. don't. Okay.
0: okay.
1: One thing to talk about though, in regards to actually writing the, the, the resume, um, what tense do you actually use?
2: If you have finished the job, you have to use everything in the past tense.
1: Past tense. Mm-hmm. So if it's a past job, you use past the tense. The only
2: time you use a present mm-hmm. is if you are applying for a job and you're still working. Oh, okay. At the company, you use present oh, Okay. Okay.
1: So that, you hear that, guys?
2: Maybe.
0: If it's a past <laughs> job,
1: ensure that all you are in the past. <laughs> that I makes
3: think
0: sense. People have <laughs> a lot of issues with uh, tense. Right. Even just in writing, like an academic document or just anything or even on social media, writing their posts. Like people have a lot of issues with tense. So I think this is very important and People be mindful of your spelling, please. That's
1: what I was just gonna Spell say. You cannot have grammatical errors on your no, resume. Can't. You, can't. you
0: can't have grammatical long errors, long. you can't have That's spelling long errors long. on
1: your resume because your employer is gonna look at it that um, you are not that meticulous about your job, Sorry. not that meticulous as to how you present yourself. So, those are yeah. things you have to be mindful of,
3: yeah. Um, two, Helen. I remember a conversation I had with you not too long ago, and you were saying that it's important to not include a span of time um, for uh, on your resume. For example, how the, the we're used to putting um, on our resume when we started our degree, for example, and when we completed, um, and you were saying no not to, and also... Um, when, I can't remember the other one, but, but I remember that one specifically. Can you yeah, just comment I,
2: on that? Yeah, because sometimes some people, then they'll see how long you have been in university for. So if you put 2018 to 2024 20, or something, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going real 24, <laughs> or 2020. Um, I just use the year that you graduated. Mm-hmm. Make it simple and direct. Um, and then the month. So some people like to put. Also, I worked there from January two thousand and five, and I left in July of two thousand and twelve. No, you don't have to put the month. Oh. So, no, I don't. I, in my resumes, there's no month. And if you if you check on um, any resume format, even on Indeed, you'll see just the year. That's the year you put the year. So, but for the uh, for the employment history, you have to put the time you started at the company and when you left but mm-hmm. not the months.
1: Okay, so the year. If
2: you work in a company for a couple of months some people will put um, January to February and 2019. I take that off. You just put 2019. You Because if you don't have consistent employment and you keep and you work six months here And seven months here You're saying to the reader uh, What is going on here yeah. Why didn't you stay in this job mm-hmm. For uh, some uh, longer than six months yeah. You have to put your head In the person who's reading your resume mm-hmm. You do not want to raise red so, um, he
1: uh, likes to play the devil's advocate. So, I'm going to try that role now. <laughs> no, no problem. But would you say that's kind of deceptive by not including the month, mm-hmm. by just no. putting in the year? So, it's not. No, it's
2: not deceptive. It's totally acceptable. It's totally accepted here. Okay. Um, what you can do when you're in the interview, they, will, they could ask you. Mm-hmm. So, if you put 2019... And you just have 2019, and you don't have like 2018 to 2019. Then you can say to them, "Well, yeah, you know, right. I was there a couple of months. Just but get the interview. You, mm-hmm. you want the so interview. the aim
1: of submitting your resume is, is to, to get, get the interview. interview. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: So when you go in for the interview, then you sell yourself. Yeah. Okay. They like, you can ask any questions they want. Any questions answer, they want.
1: Honestly, okay. Yeah. Backtracking a little to the um to the the education section. Mm-hmm. Um, what if you did not call complete the program because you're saying don't put the year that you don't put the full duration that you were there while you were doing mm-hmm. that bachelor's or whatever mm-hmm. what if you did not complete the bachelor's you spent only two years in the program and then you stopped how do you include that on um, your resume
2: some of the coins don't so i then i will probably put that if so in the beginning of your education i usually put either if it's a certificate a degree a degree mm-hmm. so you put the title of your certificate mm-hmm. okay so you have a degree diploma um, bachelor of arts or whatever mm-hmm. and you put that first and then you put the name mm-hmm. of the, the
0: degree. the
2: degree right and then you put the year so okay. if you didn't complete it then i wouldn't put a degree um, i'll just put in that that you went there Mm. And you could put. I usually will put in maybe at the bottom two years or something like that. Right. Oh, okay. So you're not going to lie, because the only time you actually give that title is when you have graduated. Okay, yeah.
1: so you couldn't use the word incomplete. Incom- incomplete. Right. You yeah. could write you can, that on
2: it. C-
0: sometimes I have done that. Okay. Well, okay, for okay. two years. Okay. Mm. Right, because I have that issue. Right. Because right? um, I went to to Ue to Uwy um in jamaica in jamaica (laughs) (laughs) yuimona campus and um i started in 2010 um doing my bachelor of arts in media communication um however i left i had one semester left and then i migrated here so it's incomplete so i always have an issue with that um you know Trying to figure out how to how to indicate that on my resume. Do Just, I leave it? Oh, because well, no. I can't leave that. out. that's right. a you know,
2: two but and a half years. You
0: completed two two and a half years. Yeah. You say it on
2: the resume. Okay. Just put. Completed two and a half years. Yeah. But you do you write?
1: Have. But do you write bachelors in media communication? No, completed two and no, half years. you didn't so complete it. So what right. do you write?
2: You put in the you put in that you did, media communication, media communication oh, two years.
1: So you take out that section about bachelors or whatever, mm. and just write media you and communication. You do not
2: put the what is written on a uh, when you graduate Mm -hmm. but it's a certificate you know usually if you put in that you have a certificate the employer is gonna ask you so can I have a copy of your certificate that you finished Mm -hmm. and then so that means you lied on your resume so if, if my clients have not completed a diploma or a certificate I do not include it okay but out of respect to show the employer, like I did some sort of training mm-hmm. you got to give yourself some credit. Right. Okay. like I wouldn't say totally ignored it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. It's not fair to you because That's you went cool. to school. Exactly. So okay. yeah,
0: and it's good the month knowing that I don't need to include the month. No, you it's, don't it's, need it's to. It's important as well yeah. because boy, sometimes I can't remember when we left the job when. I started. No. <laughs> it's like going back in time, Why? like you're applying for, for PR, so this No, PRS decision. And you have you to say. remember when I travel, which date, which date. I know. Like when I move here. You know, what is my postal code for this? What, 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 what? I don't have the brain space to remember all of these You yeah, so. don't know where you put that paper. You have to back checking and say, okay, so right now we live over here. So I, I know. Here. Yeah, so that's super helpful. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yes. yes. Okay, so um, I think we we've wrapped up resume. Yes, friend.
3: We have written our cover letter really nice. Yeah. We have written our resume, and guess. we submit it to call for the job and get, get called, called for, for the, the job.
1: Job, um, <laughs> job yeah.
2: interview. Oh, the interview. The job interview. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes,
3: mm-hmm. yes, all right. for the job yet? yet. Okay, for the, we'll right, the job. job we'll called for the interview. interview. <laughs> right, right, right. right.
0: Alright guys, so thank you for joining us This week, have a wonderful week And um, we'll talk to you guys Next Next week
1: week. Same time, same place
0: Thanks for